Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I am so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you. And the whole idea is to empower you, where you learn things that give you that power to make better financial decisions in your life. So it's a very important thing that the information I give you is actually working for you. And that's why it's so important that what's about to happen happens each week and that's clark stinks where you share with me where i was narrow-minded dumb stupid whatever word you want to use thick-headed to learn from you sometimes i'll agree with what you said other times i'll say well you know i don't really feel that way but the whole idea is for you to share where you feel i missed the boat also if you're enjoying this podcast and you're not a subscriber we'd love for you to subscribe uh, we do, in a typical week, we do five episodes a week, except there's a holiday in there like we got next week. And so uh, we provide you this information to try to give you a perspective how to take more control of your life, your wallet, and be able to meet the goals and dreams you have in your life. So that's why it's potentially worthwhile to subscribe. If you don't like it, you unsubscribe, right? Also, after we do Clark Stinks later, I've got a special warning for you with new federal rules in place that so many people change jobs over working lifetime. There's a new way that companies can cheat you out of a lot of your 401k money when you leave a job. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. But without further ado, it is time for... Clark Stinks. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. I appreciate all that you and your team do for the community in general. However, I wanted to request that you please update advice you provided to a mother of a special needs child. You mentioned that the child could have an ABLE account as well as a Roth IRA without impacting the child's benefits. This is not correct. As a parent of a special needs child, I know how difficult it is for the parent or person to get these benefits, especially in the current situation where in various states are trying to trim down the Medicaid enrollees. Only IRAs and payout state are not included in countable assets, but the distribution will be considered income. Roth IRAs are not considered to be in payout state at any time, therefore will impact the child's benefit. Please research the topic more thoroughly because this community is already under a lot of stress and would benefit from accurate advice, Mario. And I have one more about the same segment. It is absolutely false what you said about not being able to have both an ABLE account and an employer-sponsored retirement account like a 401k. As a wheelchair user due to paralysis who also works, I have both accounts and there are no issues. What you've been trying to convey but failed to is that the ABLE account holders who do not have an employer-sponsored retirement plan and work can contribute additional money to an ABLE account above the yearly limit 
as per the Able to Work provision of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. And that one's from Jeff. Jeff, thank thank you both, Jeff and uh, Mario. Mario. So the ABLE accounts, uh, this is for people who have certain disabilities that mean that they're going to need some form of lifetime care. The government, in its wisdom, used to require that people be completely impoverished in that situation in order to receive any government assistance. So the ABLE program that is kind of like an adjunct to 529 college savings plans, referred to often in the industry as 529 ABLES, allow you to save for a disabled child or adult up to a total of $100,000, I think is still the limit, without impacting receiving financial aid from governmental sources. And the rules are very arcane I thank you very much, Mario, for pointing out that the IRA, Roth IRA, is not an eligible asset, that that could hurt you in qualifying for financial aid. And I appreciate very much, Jeff, you pointing out that an employer-provided 401k will not hurt. And it shows how complicated the rules are. And it is a very difficult area because it's also a moving target. So this is exactly why we do Clark Stinks, because when we get to something like a very complicated thing with so much regulation behind it, like the ABLE accounts, there are going to be times that I do mess up, and it's important that we have the opportunity for you to give us the feedback, and that I do a better job next time. So thank you both. Benji wrote in, it's a very long post, Benji, so I'm just going to summarize. He said that his uh, auto insurance was going up, and so he shopped around and still got really high quotes. Then he realized he's, his credit frozen after listening to you for so long, and he, he thought it and was able to get a much better deal with even more benefits. So he's saying, the explanation I found is that without credit data available, the insurance scoring models assign a stand-in score. As one might expect, the stand-in score is that of a riskier individual. Tell the people. So this has been an area of confusion and controversy ever since credit freeze came about, because in most states, the primary factor that sets your auto insurance premium It's not if you've had a DUI or DWI or not what accidents or tickets you've had. It's what your credit score is. I mean, it really is true that somebody with a low credit score, perfect forever driving record, will pay more than somebody with a perfect credit score who's had all kinds of serious traffic violations and accidents. It's just why several states have now banned the use of credit scores in setting auto insurance rates. Because it's lazy on the part of insurers. Although we've had several, anytime I say something like that, they say, well, we have data that shows somebody's credit score is a predictor of their cost to us. So depending on the state, it varies whether or not the insurer is able to see your credit file, even if it's frozen. I guess the best advice is if you do have your credit frozen, it is a precautionary step if you're shopping around your auto insurance or homeowners, that you temporarily thaw your credit freeze while you're shopping those products. 
Clark suggested using Google Docs as a replacement for Microsoft Office. Google Docs is okay, but it requires online access. If you want a program that works completely offline without any online account, use the free open source LibreOffice software. Rick. Rick, I'm not familiar with LibreOffice. Is that one you've heard of? Yes, it's L-I-B-R-E Office, all one word. I've never used it, but I've heard of it before. So people seem to I, like I should it. try it. And the new Chrome Plus that are the more expensive for business-oriented Chromebooks, they have some ability to do things offline that you can't do on traditional Chromebooks. And I don't know if you can do use the Google Docs offline on a Chrome Plus. I'll check on that too. Okay. Clark, you don't fully stink, but there's a slight off odor of ammonia and bactine coming from your general direction. In the December 15th show, a caller mentioned that their doctor's office has a policy of using personal devices to take photos of medical records and driver's license information. You mentioned that it is a HIPAA violation, but it is not necessarily a HIPAA violation unless one of those workers were to then retain the information for personal use or provide it to someone else outside of what is the necessary for performing their medical duties. What it probably is, is the high-tech violation, which is the law governing the privacy and security of electronic medical information and patient personally identifiable information. Thank you for all you do, and hopefully this clears up the difference between HIPAA and high-tech for your listeners. And P.S., high-tech stands for Health Information Technology for Economic and Clinical Health, a proper government backronym, Caleb. Caleb, thank you. I have never, you ever heard of high tech? Mm -mm. I've only ever heard of all these things being referred to as HIPAA. Thank you for clarifying that. You stink worse than the Atlanta Falcons trying to make a first down. Your recent comments about data breaches by corporations and the lack of consequences by any governmental agency is correct, but that you neglect to mention that these corporations are often on the receiving end of class action lawsuits for their negligence in allowing the breach to occur. Regardless of whether they're able to successfully defend such lawsuits, they are enormously expensive to defend and should act as incentive for corporations to do a better job safeguarding against data breaches. And P.S. class action lawsuits are still a joke. Only the lawyers win and the the class of plaintiffs receive virtually nothing. Have you cashed your $5 Equifax settlement check yet? Vince. I never got one. I never got one for the Equifax data breach. I mean, that really hurts. I know. My Atlanta Falcons. Oh, what a pitiful year they had. Those players try so hard. I know. Oh. There was um, another one. I can't find about it. About the Falcons, Yeah, there was too. something else somebody threw in. Oh. Okay. You ready for another one? So I have to disclose something I did for football season. What? It was a Clark Stinks. It's a Clark confession? What? <laughs> what I, I, I stink. So I got this thing from YouTube about they know everything about you, Google, and so I have the NFL Sunday ticket, and I'm, I watch five games at once, long story. Anyway, so they say, you know, don't you want to watch these games in 4K? Fish hook and mouth. So I'm, I've been paying during the football season, I've been paying $10 extra a month to have the content in 4K. As best I can tell, none of these games are ever broadcasted in 4K. I wasted $50 before I disconnected it. I mean, how many meals am I going to have to give up because that wasted $50? I absolve you of all guilt. I'm not absolving myself. As a high priestess of the Church of Clark, (laughs) 
It's okay. <laughs> Regarding passwords after someone passes away, I'm surprised that neither of you recommended a password manager. At least one on the market now offers a family subscription. Not only does this solve the issue of passwords after death, it also helps with elderly parents who can't remember passwords from day to day. Jonathan. Jonathan, thank you. We have covered the family plan passwords that both both LastPass and Dashlane, mm-hmm. am I right? They both have family memberships. And that is something we have talked about in the past, but obviously did not that last time that we talked about uh, what do you do with passwords and all that when somebody passes away. And that is a great suggestion and great idea. For the parent who has a child who got a scholarship and has a 529 account, yes, $35,000 of the money can be transferred to a Roth after it's been in the 529 for 15 years. But if the Roth has grown larger than that, there are more options. A, an amount equal to the scholarship amount can be removed from the 529 without penalty. The earnings on that portion of the distribution will still be subject to income tax. In addition, the contributions that they made to the account as the account owner can be withdrawn without penalty. However, state taxes may be due. Plus, they could consider keeping the extra money in the Roth for a fantastic way to have a multi-generation fund for allowable expenses or for another degree or training later in life. They also have to consider how large the 529 account will grow before the last portion of that 35K is transferred to a Roth since the amount they can put into the Roth every year is capped and they must have earned income that equals or exceeds that amount, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, thank you. This this reminds me of the one earlier about the ABLE accounts, which is another form of 529. The rules on, uh, I made it, I'm sure in the explanation I gave about not don't be afraid about putting money in a 529, because up to 35000 not used for college or eligible education expenses can be moved later to a Roth tax and penalty free. I didn't give any of the details. Completely true. The reason I was talking about that is I hear over and over again from people they're reluctant to put any money in a 529 because they're not sure their kid's going to go to college. Clark, you double stink. I found it, Clark. You double stink worse than your Atlanta Falcons having a chance to make it ever make it back into the Super Bowl anytime soon. Double because first you said adult crashes are on the rise due to more powerful cars, neglecting to mention people texting and driving on their phones. I drive for a living and can tell you I've seen countless people on their phones texting or even watching movies. I've seen that too. Second, you stink because you said upside does not get you much. I am sitting on almost $1,800 in free money just from using upside. P.S. Clark, you don't really stink. You were great and sorry about your Falcons, Chris. (laughs) Chris, thank you. Upside. Upside app. Yeah. Which we have a review of at Clark. We do have a review at Clark.com. I just, I felt like it was a lot of work. You obviously have made it work. Driving for for a living. That's right. Yeah. I just want to tell you, I think all of us see people using their phones while they're driving regularly. And so many people are doing it that obviously many of us who witness it also occasionally have that phone up when we should be driving. Just put it away. There's nothing important enough that you have to look at your phone while you're driving, pull over the side, whatever. Don't do it when your eyes need to be on the road. Clark, the reason the airlines don't load in a way common sense says they should is because in addition to charging for bags, they also upsell the opportunity to get in an early boarding group. Until you can fix that problem, they will not do your idea. 
And P.S. This just shows that people will buy anything, as I don't know why anyone would willingly want to be on a plane longer than they need to be, other than maybe Southwest, where there is no seat assignment. Thanks, Brad. So, Brad, I read something in the industry trades about this recently, that the reason the airlines are so excited and making so much money from charging people more to board early, they even say on, I forget which airline I saw recently, what they trumpet is, and there will be space for your bag in the overhead bin if you buy early boarding, which you may not be able to place your bag if you board late. And so the airlines went to the baggage charges, and then people started bringing more bags on, and then that created this other problem. It's all classic economics. But if you allowed people to board from the front and the back, which would be so much more efficient, it takes one-fourth the time. Imagine this. You go from one entrance to a plane to two, and you cut the time to board by 75%. You'd still allow people to board that, you know, the early people go first, and then the other people. You just get that plane turned around. Do you know what those planes cost every day while they're sitting there? Every minute they're sitting? I mean... It would be in everybody's interest to get the planes going sooner, get them unloaded quicker, get you on your way faster, and be able to put more paying people onto a plane, maybe one whole flight a day, if airlines would just do it efficiently. Okay, so the airlines stink. That's what that was about. Anyway, I want to tell you how much I appreciate all the posts on Clark Sinks Day. And you know what else is so fun for me? The posts are so varied. And so many different topics. And I also learn so much about hubris, where I think I know what I need to know about a topic. And then you'll come to me with a Clark Stinks and you say, wait a minute, you didn't think about this angle or that one. Or what about this other thing? Because I'm just a guy. And so it really helps when you do that and give me more perspective that I might have missed. Coming up next, here's something you can't miss. New rules for 401ks that are bad, ugly, and you need to know. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... 
Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You don't have to go back far in American history when people tended to work for one company for a very long time or their entire working lifetime. And you say that to somebody who's 18 or 25 or even 30 today, and you say how common it used to be, what, like two generations ago, something like that, that people would go to work for an employer and they'd be there unless that company went bust. They were there their whole career. It was just the way it was done. I had an opportunity while I was in school, in fact, they paid my way through graduate school, to work for IBM. People who worked there, I would talk to people, and, and you know, this one had been there you know, 26 years, and this one 18 years, and this one 30 years, and on like that. It was an eye-opener for me, because I went to work there when I was like 19, 20, somewhere in there. When I was there, this whole idea because it never occurred to me I'd go to work somewhere and stay there my whole lifetime. I mean, I was the most disloyal of all. They paid my way through grad school. Then after I got my master's degree, I left. I quit. But that wasn't what people did there. They stayed forever. Today, nobody really thinks that way. I mean, it's the rarest of rare things when somebody stays somewhere forever. And now I'll hear people say, well, I don't want to be looked at as a job hopper, so I'm going to stay there a year. I just find that so funny because it used to be you were considered to be a job hopper if you didn't stay somewhere five years, but things change. And so people go job, 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 job over a working lifetime. Not all unusual 12 to 25 jobs over a working lifetime. All these employers offer these 401ks and they get stranded behind. There was a report I saw that 30 million old 401ks are just left abandoned by people. And for employers, they don't want these old 401ks. So the big employers got something through Congress that allows an employer this year for IRAs up to seven grand, more than a thousand, but up to seven grand, an employer can just boot you into a hideously awful, horrible, high-fee IRA. Saw a New York Times piece showing examples about what happens to those that can wipe out your IRA. Because all the employer wants to do, the ex-employer, you're an ex to them. They want you out. They don't want to have to have the administrative cost for you. So they go to whoever will give them the best deal for handling all the paperwork And they look the other way that you're getting destroyed by massive fees in the force-placed IRA that your money is sent to. That you don't even maybe know is there because you moved three times since you worked there. And so you at some point say, gosh, didn't I have a 401k with so-and-so? If you even think that and you go try to find it and the money's gone. Now, remember, minimum 1000 up to $7,000. Who wouldn't like having $1,000, $5,000, $7,000 just fall out of the sky into your lap? Well, it was already there. 
but you let it get wiped out by having one of these ridiculous and why Congress allowed this, in fact, legislated it without any controls on how you'd get ripped off on the IRA your money sent to is atrociously disgusting. So what happens if you have under a grant? The employer's allowed just to cash you out and then taxes and penalties, the average person ends up with, I think, 46% gone from whatever's left. So know that when you leave a place, make part of exiting, whether you exit of your own volition or they can you, you also want to move that money because you take all these different jobs you had over the years. You have a little 401k here, another little one over there, another one over there. Eventually, it's real money. So you can either move it to your own IRA with one of the low-cost companies, or you can move it to the place where you are next. But if you have no intention of staying there either, just set up your own IRA, and every time you leave a place, move the money to it. And then you don't know what to do within that IRA, put in the target retirement fund closest to the year you hope to bag work, and you're done. But stick with one of the low-cost companies. Never to a bank-based brokerage, ever, not ever. Never into a bank. Never. When an IRA should be at a bank, okay, that's never. Never, never, not ever. Banks are for having checking accounts, having savings accounts, CDs. Never investments. Never. Not ever. Krista? Okay, Lori. The banks banks made me uh, person of the year again this year. (laughs) I saw that. Laura in Missouri says, my husband and I are at the age where we want to start doing more traveling. Which credit card would benefit us the most for miles, upgrades, et cetera? We pay off our cards every month, so debt wouldn't be a problem. So upgrades are a different animal. If you charge a lot, needs to be a lot, what's a lot? To make an airline card work for you, you need to be charging in the range of 5000 or more a month, really 10000 a month. So really only people who own their own business or charge a lot of money on credit cards. You live in a town that's dominated by one airline. You fly that one all the time. Then you're getting uh, points, miles that may work for you, may get you free baggage if you do that crazy harebrained thing, checking a bag. Um, But for other folks, you're best off with the general travel credit cards And far and away, the two best are the Chase Sapphire products and the Capital One Venture X. These cards both have annual fees, makes you a free agent. You have points that can be used so many different ways. Right now, Capital One is heavily subsidizing the holders of its Venture X. Everything earns 2% back and uh, very good system that both of them offer, including a variety of free lounges that you can access. I love both of their products. Again, if you're not charging a lot, you're not traveling a lot, do not waste money on a card with any of the full fare lines, American United Delta. It's not a scam. It's just a waste of your money having one of their cards unless you charge a lot and travel a lot on that airline. And we do have a story on Cart.com that we keep regularly updated, um, the best travel rewards credit cards. And for that one, if you wanted to read more about that one, 
Venture X, I believe it was, right? Capital One Venture X. Um, we even have a special URL. It's a great card. Clark.com slash Venture X. Oh, and I forgot the third one for people that really like luxury travel and charge enormous amounts of money. Usually it'll be a business owner. The American Express Platinum Card, $700 a year annual fee. That's a lot of money to pay just to breathe. But if you like luxury travel, it is a great card to have. Peter in Ohio says, I need a new printer. What is the most cost effective for home use? Okay. Both Brother and Longtime Epson have printers that are color printers that are inkjets. You have to use them regularly to make them work for you because otherwise the ink nozzles clog. But what they do is they charge you a regular price for the printer and then the ink is essentially free. Where the normal business model is to charge you a very low price for the printer and destroy your wallet with the ink. But I wanted to talk about something else. None of those, by the way, get a great reliability score or overall rating from Consumer Reports. They're just about cheap rock gut printer. Pretty much no printer gets a great no, rating. No printer. Okay. So it was funny because we, we were talking about getting a new laser printer at home. So I see one on sale. And so I go to Consumer Reports and I look at it. And the score was so low that they should have been paying me at the store <laughs> to get the printer because the Consumer Reports rating was so bad. But I'll tell you what I do think is best. If you don't need color printing, really inexpensive laser jet black ink printers. Those are low cost to run. And you can get access to consumer reports at the library if you don't have a subscription. Or you can pay to see it. Okay. Stephen Missouri says on a previous podcast, Clark said that if he could live anywhere in the world, it would be Panama. I would love to hear his explanation. Oh, okay. So Panama, Steve, that I have a, a long history with is just it's a beautiful place. I find the Panamanian people to be wonderful people. The weather is incredible. Great beaches, great little islands, you know, right off the coast that you can go hang out at that are great beach places. Very affordable. I mean, you look at what five-star hotels cost in Panama. It's about what you'd pay for a one-star hotel at a lot of the beaches in Florida. Uh, it's just a great place. How many times do I have to say the weather is great like all year long? Crime is a bit of a problem in Panama, uh, but a great, great place. The other place I'd say in the world that I adore is Thailand. I could so live in Thailand. The Thai people are just about the most gentle people on earth. There's so much beauty there. Uh, Bangkok's crazy. <laughs> Rest of the country's different, but I, I just love Thailand. But it's hard with the 12-hour time change from the U.S. and you're a long way from seeing relatives and friends and all that. Panama, it's not that long a flight back to most anywhere in the lower 48. I adore that country. I first went there more than 40 years ago. Wow. And Sally, our managing editor of Clark.com, went not too long ago, mm -hmm. two different times. Yeah. So uh, she and her husband love going there. Yeah. Well, they are awesome travelers. They go all over the place. They do. Speaking of getting away, Monday's a holiday. 
in honor of my childhood hero, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, it is a holiday, a time for reflection. For a day of service. A lot of people use this day of service, volunteering. Yeah. Yep. My son and I did the coat thing on that a couple of years ago. Do you know about that? Mm-mm. In cold weather climbs, you collect a lot of winter coats and you go. My son and I went around a rough area of town and we handed out that's awesome. Winter coats to people that were homeless. And it was like we were running our own street stand, but for free. And people would try on different coats and decide. And we, we went with this big load of coats. This was like t- two years ago. And we went home with none. Aww. But I didn't, I don't think I've ever told the story of the funniest thing. The coat I was wearing, a gentleman really liked. You talk about giving you the shirt off your back. You did it. I knew. Yeah, I went that's home so you. without a coat. And it was so cold that day. Wow. But I made him happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, have a wonderful weekend and enjoy your day off if you got Monday off. And we'll be back at your service next Tuesday. <laughs>